All right, so it was an amazing weekend for Orange County fans this weekend, uh, although it didn't seem like it was going to be an amazing weekend late in that match. But somehow, someway, Orange County was able to pull things out in extra time, come from behind with two goals, with pretty much no time left in extra time. And they came away with a big victory that saw them jump up into first place in the Western Conference, thanks to some losses from some of our competitors there. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. As we are underway from the Champion Soccer Stadium, first time into the box, it's a great ball, and Emotsen! Oh, it's a world-class goal from Orange County. Chapo, Chapo will have a go off the deflection, and it finds its way in. Selmo shooting from the corner, and put it in! And there will be no second opportunity as Andre Rawls shuts it down. This ball finds the top left corner, and Orange County has struck again. Past Hashimoto, Sackford, shooting, scoring! Escalante sits on it, and Rawls somehow was ready. And I fight. Over the top, it down, it's in! Orange County equalizes! What a debut! Not only for the stadium, but for Sola Avalanche! Are you ready, Orange County? This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast, and on Facebook at Orange and Black SoccerCast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black SoccerCast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm with you each and every episode as we talk all things Orange County Soccer Club. And joining me as he does each and every episode, we've got Dylan from County Line Coalition. Dylan, how is everything going for you? It's going pretty well, and it's getting better uh, thinking back at, at Saturday night's end result. Well, I mean, yeah, Saturday night's end result was such an amazing thing, and we're going to definitely get into that. Uh, really quick, before we do get into that, though, I want to welcome back a guest that we had actually before we went official. He was one of my first guests that we had on our podcast, and he sort of helped me learn some things uh, on this. Uh, definitely a great guest to have. He is Chris Lefty Brown, and he is from Foxtrot Pod. Chris, welcome back to the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Thanks so much. Now that you're official and all that, uh, I, the, the pressure is uh, even more upon me. Uh, no, you, I mean, definitely, uh, you know, last time you came on here, you definitely had a lot of information regarding Fresno FC. Uh, and we had a pretty great discussion uh, when we led into that match. And we finally have a return fixture here between these two um, these two teams in California. And I, I'm thinking it's going to be a pretty fun match. Uh, both teams are sort of separated in the standings, but I think... Um, I think it's going to be a great opportunity for both clubs. Both clubs that's, have something they're playing for. That's putting it mildly. So. <laughs> Just hey, a little are... bit of of daylight between us and you. <laughs> but you guys are still hanging on that hope, I think, of, of getting into that eighth seed. Uh, you, I think you guys right now are like five or so points back. Or, our, or our, spirit back. Animal, our spirit animal right now is that little kitten that says hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys are doing a lot better than uh, some other newcomers to the league. Um <laughs> 
Vegas, <clears throat> Las Vegas sites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, and we'll talk about them in a little bit because they did some crazy stuff over the weekend, I believe. Uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll get into that, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, what we want to do is we want to first uh, look back at our previous match for Orange County. Uh, and Chris, you can join us through this conversation if you have anything you want to share. Uh, you can share your thoughts as an outsider in this because I know Dylan and myself, we're definitely going to be looking at this match from the eyes of uh, you know an Orange County fan. Uh, you know, it was an amazing evening, although it didn't seem like it was going to be an amazing evening. Uh, but somehow, someway, Orange County was able to pull through uh, in extra time. And, and Dylan, he was at the stadium. He got to actually experience the highs and lows of that match. Dylan, just give us a, a quick, brief rundown of how you felt throughout that match up until the end. Well, um, this didn't start too terribly. 20 minutes in, uh Hoyville kicked out at... God, whoever the um, OKC player was went down. I thought it was a little bit outside the box. Ref gave a penalty, scored. And then I thought, all right, there's that, that mistake um, defensively that comes. And, and we generally concede first. And I, I figured from that point on, it's going to be an Orange County game. Four minutes later, Seton scores in the corner. And I was, I was feeling pretty confident. Um, that was his 10th goal of the season. He's been in really good form in the last few weeks. And I figured from that point, um, like we generally do through uh, most of our matches this year, we'd kind of be in the uh, in the driver's seat for the game. But it didn't end up being that way. Had a close chance towards the end of the first half, but uh, 64th minute gave up another goal, and, and Orange County really didn't look um, too threatening for, for most of that game. And then, of course, the substitutions and um, putting uh, Yosh up front and then putting Walker on in the in the 89th, and, and putting him up front. Um, I asked him a little bit about like his brother's a uh, a striker over in Nashville, I think. That's right. And I and I asked him, you know, well, what's it? Is your brother giving you tips on, on what to do in that situation? <laughs> um, but amazingly, um, that tactic worked out, and and we not only uh, had that free kick that Powder put in, but um, just a, I would say a lucky bad clearance, and and Quinn had the, the vision and the quality that we know he has, and he put it on frame to get the winner. Um, that last goal was insanity. Uh, if you look back at the, the highlight video, you can see that the smoke bomb that we'd set off for the equalizer hadn't yet, <laughs> uh, cleared it all, and I don't think we'd finished singing by the time that, uh, Quinn put in that, that winner, and we went crazy. I hugged some guy that I've never seen before. Um, I woke up on Sunday morning, my ankle hurt a little bit, so I'm pretty sure me jumping around in the bleachers, uh, mangled that a little bit, but it was a, that match ended about as well as you could hope any match would ever end. Oh, I, you know, I was watching it on, on the television and, uh, it was a pretty amazing sight to see, uh, you know, I, the, the disappointment going through my mind as you're entering, you know, the 92nd minute, the 93rd minute. Uh, and, you know, all of a sudden we get that goal off of the, the free kick just outside the box. And they're like, awesome, I'll take the one point, even though I know you and I, Dylan, we talked about getting three points was, was crucial in that. Uh, and then to somehow, some way, a minute later, get that, that game-winning goal from Aiden Quinn, it was, it was pretty amazing. Uh, Chris, I mean, you're an outsider on this. What were your thoughts when you were watching yeah. that or seeing the well, highlights? I watched the uh, highlights over on USL Soccer. And I have to say... Uh, if I had to guess, this is probably easily within the top 
three favorite matches for OCSC that you guys have talked about or watched or or been at. Uh, would I be correct in that? I I would say yes. Uh, you know, I'm not as long time of a fan as as Dylan and some of the County Line Coalition guys that have been here since back to the blue days. I've watched the matches, but I've never been, you know, this hardcore fan up until basically this season. Uh, and definitely this is this is probably number one match, uh, you know, in my eyes as an Orange County fan. Dylan? Yeah. Um, I've been following this team for about, I guess, two, two, three seasons now. Um, and prior to this, the best Orange County match that I'd ever seen was their final match of the regular season in 2016 when mm. uh, they beat Colorado Springs 4-0 to sneak into the playoffs into the eighth spot. Um, and they scored a couple in extra time there, and it was pretty crazy. And I watched uh, Blaine, one of the guys from the Counterland Coalition. Um, this is back in the days of the old stadium at, at UCI. I jump down onto the track and celebrate with some of the players, which is probably one of the only times that they've ever celebrated um, <laughs> necessarily like with us as a, as a supporters group. Um, it was insanity Saturday night. I... I was buzzing for probably an hour and a half after that match, and it took forever to fall asleep, and I just could not stop thinking, oh, my God, they did it. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, this has one of those uh, sports moments uh, written all over it, you know, not not just because of that late goal winner, uh, you know, seconds away. I, I mean, we... Uh, the the Foxes had one similar just to tie it with Vegas uh, uh, recently, just as the uh, the uh, time was winding down. That was exciting, and uh, uh, yeah, it was a draw, but it was still exciting. But uh, I wanted to mention not, it also sort of had that sports moment in the sun because when you think about it, yeah, you guys are top of the table, but and playing someone who's not you know knocking at the door of making playoffs, but uh, OKC is playing very well right now. Uh, they, you know, they're not a team to, to overlook anymore. And, you know, looking over the, those highlights, that first point from, from OCSC, that header was very nice. It was a beautiful thing to watch. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I've seen many headers from 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 the uh, Foxes this year. Um, you know our our guy uh, 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 Cheney. Uh, you know he's been sort of our header guy, uh, but uh, uh, this was it was a beautiful thing to look at. You know it was nicely placed, and you know the uh, the lead up to it, the uh, the the assist uh, dead on, and and yeah, it was it was good. You know, be proud of that as well. Oh, it, it was it was definitely amazing. And uh, Dylan and I were talking about last week because Orange County sort of has struggled the last few matches heading into this game. Uh, a loss to RGV and a draw against Sounders two is not quite what you expect out of a team that's competing uh, not only to make the playoffs but to make a deep run and possibly uh, lift the USL Cup at the end of the season. Uh, so heading into this match against OKC, uh, I don't know if Dylan was as you know stern on this as I was, but I basically said this is the match of the, the, the make or break match of the season right now. Uh, the outcome of this match is going to probably determine what's going to happen with Orange County. And I know that's probably me just being a little bit, uh, you know, I guess 
crazy or, or whatever you want to say on that. But, uh, you know, heading into that, I, I said it's three points or bust. If we don't get the three points, Orange County is probably now looking at we're going to make a decent run of the playoffs, but we really can't consider ourselves contenders anymore because, again, uh, heading into this point of the season now, there's like, what, five matches left for Orange County. This isn't the time of uh, the season that you need to be drawing and losing to bottom of the table teams or teams that are on the outside looking in the playoffs. No disrespect to OKC because they've been they've been on a good run lately. They're they're not the same OKC that we saw at the beginning of the season, but still, uh, it's one of those things where uh, if you're considering yourself a championship contender, this match was important to come away with a full three points. Yeah, as someone. <laughs> Who's seen their team be in similar situation and not do so well? Um, thank you, Swope Park, for that reminder. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, you know this. This you know, looking at it from OKC's perspective, this was probably a gut punch as well. No, definitely. Um, and you know, it it was amazing, you know, to even just watch what was happening on the television. I know Dylan was at the match. Uh, Chris, you're saying you were you know, watching the highlights it, and I was watching the game on ESPN plus. I think, you know, we're all three looking at it from diff different perspectives and different uh, uh, views media wise. But I, I, you know, again, like you said, Chris, this has to be one of the top three moments of the season for USL. Uh, for me, it's one of them. And I think Dylan said it was for him as well. So, uh, you know, a great, a great come from behind victory for OKC. And now it's, it's a statement game. It, it shows that Orange County can, find these ways and it's not to say this was all orange county there was a lot of luck involved with this whenever a team can score two goals in extra time when they're down uh, you got to consider some of it luck but still it's i mean it's it's a great victory and it's something with what five games left in the season you got to really use this momentum now to make that final push into the playoffs and, and keep that top seed now yeah undoubtedly um that that equalizer seemed to really it was building for I don't know, five, ten minutes at that point, and, and it went in. And that seemed to really kill off um, OKC's, I would say, belief in seeing out that game. Um, and uh, that that clearance from their goalkeeper, for whatever reason, he just hit it pretty much straight up. Uh, it wasn't windy, and, and you could see that because the smoke was still there. Um, he just seemed to get a really bad hit off of it. I thought he had a little bit more time to clear that out than he did. Uh, landed at Powder's feet. He got her over to Godoy, and then Godoy just looked back, found Quinn, and Quinn had his eye on goal. So, um, equal parts luck and and really, I would say, uh, what became bad play. Um, what and and I, I want to piggyback on that. I I think the final three minutes probably were not the best moments for OKC's goaltender because pretty much all. Uh, the two goals and that, you know, or those two goals were on him basically because, um, you know, the, the, the free kick from Noah Powder, he actually sort of mentioned it. I know you spoke with him after the match. Uh, he sort of mentioned that he noticed that uh, the keeper was sort of cheating a little bit uh, in his positioning, and that's what allowed him to, to get that, that goal. And then the Aiden Quinn shot, I mean, yes, it was an awesome shot, but it was pretty decently far out there, uh, which you would expect. And it wasn't like this ball was like this awesome curve up, up into the upper corner. I mean, it was something that you sort of think the goalkeeper can get to. Uh, my wife even made a comment. She was watching with me. She like, that was far out there. How did the goalie not really come close to it? So, um, 
just probably not the greatest uh, few minutes of, of a pro career for the, the OKC goalie. Well, he did have an amazing save. Um, I think he was denying Seton again. Um, kind of a point-blank stop, but he somehow got a hand onto it. And I remember thinking, like, that might be that save that keeps us out of this game. Um, had that goal gone in, I think that would have given enough momentum and enough confidence into Orange County that they would have been, all right, let's go get another one or two goals and let's see this game out and let's do it strongly. And that save maybe took away from them um, a little bit like the RGV match where it seeming every shot got on to, uh, I still remember his name, Derek or whatever his name is. Um, seemingly he got to every shot that they had and, and he had some really impressive saves. Well, and then how the um, post got to every shot in Seattle. So, Yes, and then we, we saw Seton bang one off the post pretty early on in the second half, and I was thinking, maybe we need to get a new goal over here. Um, maybe this is some superstitious thing where we can't score in this net or something. Because um, it seems like most of our goals have been on the other end, but uh, they proved me wrong 45 minutes later, and we went ecstatic. But it was a mixed game, I think, for OKC. It was kind of the... Uh, the tale of two sides, really, and it just depends on on when you were looking at it. Um, there were parts where Orange County really, um, almost were running circles around them, and there were parts where uh, OKC was actually holding their own and and even putting some decent pressure in in compressing Orange County. Um, there was a point where Orange County was attacking probably about the 60th minute where OKC had managed to compress and drop their entire team into their own half, and they maybe took up. 25 or 30 yards of the entire pitch um, and condense their entire team into that space. So for a team that likes to, to pass um, not only just forward but uh, laterally as well, like Orange County does, they found a lot of difficulty um, with that, especially uh, Enavoldson. OKC, their defense did an amazing job of, of really shutting him down for most of that match. Um, so he had a quiet night by, by his standards and by our standards, but um, like I've said before, a few episodes before, it's nice when you have more than one guy that can score a goal on a team, or score a goal that is. Um, Seton's on 10, and I think Quinn's winner puts him on 7. Most of those are from set pieces, but anytime that you take can him. have three or four guys on a team scoring, definitely you, you can take them, and, and that means if one guy has a bad night or if he doesn't score someone else can pick up that slack and that's exactly what we saw what are your thoughts chris well uh another one to think about to lay on the pile of bad ref calls uh by usl referees this season that's one of our topics um, uh, <laughs> don't even get in, me started in, in that in the uh, 64th minute when uh okc scored that second goal uh off of uh hugh dixon um even in the uh, the highlights that i watched how in the heck was he not called off sides? He just, he looked so far ahead. Um, you know, maybe it's the bad angle, but uh, maybe you guys can speak to that. Did that in, in the crowd, did that look like uh, that was a missed call by the, by the ref? <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Where do I begin? We're not I allowed like every to week we do Chris. this. It, yeah. Every yeah. week we get into some sort of talk about uh, poor, poor refing. And I know, um, it's not just us. I think fans all across USL notice it, but 
you know, it, it's one of those things that seems to just always come up. What, what, do you remember the play that uh, Chris is talking about there, Dylan? Yeah, I think it was, it was, what it was is it was pretty close. And, and really the biggest issue is that the assistant referees for this, this match really didn't do anything. Do they ever? <laughs> and that's a great question. Um, supposedly they are professional referees and I mean, they're appointed by pro refs, but that seems like it's almost a little bit of an oxymoron. Um, and I'm going to call it the USL here. The USL really needs to uh, raise their game trademark and get some better refereeing. Did you just um, trade, wanted... trademark something you said? No, I, that's their trademark. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Sorry. rolling in on their uh, on their ground, but I want them to know that I do accept their own trademarking of words. Um, but if they want to be taken seriously as, as, a, as, a, as a professional league that's not just for two-team development, like, there should be professional refereeing that reflects that instead of the same guy that we've now had five or six times this season. Um, I, <laughs> I recognize him and, and, and the center ref as well. I mean, I recognize the center ref as well. I just remember going, Oh my God, you, you know what? At the I, beginning of the match. And that's bad. I should not recognize a referee. It should not be someone that's <laughs> well, stealing I mean, a show. It's USL. I don't think they're going to pay their refs to go all across the, the country, like, you know, the NBA or NFL or MLS do. But, uh, you know, I, I and I know Chris, you have something to say, but I just wanted to bring in a quick thing is, is I think probably our best ref match of the season was the match that Orange County had like an all, it was an all female ref crew. And I think that was probably one of the better refereed matches for Orange County in the season. Uh, you know, I, it, I know it's, you know, that's been a, few, a while now, but I think it's a recurring theme, not just for our podcast, but I think for the, the guys out there in the bleachers for County Line Coalition, I think they're always harassing that sideline ref that's right there. And, and like Dylan said, I think it's pretty much always that same guy because uh, I never see him lift his flag for, <laughs> for anything. I, I think he was probably the ref that was there when um, the San Antonio keeper did. Uh, when Restrepo took out did the uh, dirty Seton. The dirty thing on Seton there. So uh, what are your I'm thoughts, Chris? Oh, I was going to say, you know, the, the refing um, – uh, is pretty deplorable, but I, I, you know, I wonder how much of, you know, obviously uh, uh, us as fans uh, have our own perspective. I wonder how much of, of team owners uh, that, uh, make the case to USL as, that this is something that should be addressed. You know, just uh, a few weeks ago, you know, we had a, uh, on the Fresno Foxes when we played uh, Las Vegas Lights, we had a red card that basically changed changed the game and you know no ifs ands or buts about it and sure enough the week you know in in uh the uh disciplinary that red card was overturned <laughs> and it's like it's 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 silly stuff like that um you know refs not being reflective and thinking about it uh um it's it it's uh frustrating to say the least as a fan but also um and especially especially in a place like Vegas where you have betting and all that sort of stuff opens the question <laughs> of the uh, integrity of, of some of these refs. <laughs> well, that, and you're, if we were to go into that topic, that's going to open up a big old, you know, bag of, of a bunch of fun there. So maybe we should steer, let's steer a little bit away from, from the ref issues here. I, I get, again, we're, you're, you're preaching to the choir here, uh, Chris. Dylan and I have pretty much joked about it. it's sort of a recurring theme on our podcast. Um, we've even uh, 
toyed with the idea. Let's you know create a little theme song for this little segment because we seem to do it every week. Uh, but let's uh, let's get back to the focus here. A big win for Orange County, and uh, you know you tie that in with some of the other outcomes on the night, uh, where I think Real Monarchs and Phoenix both came up on the short end of the stick, which allowed Orange County to move up into first place. And I I forget who I was listening to. I don't remember if it was the USL show. Um, or one of the other great podcasts that are part of Beautiful Game Network, uh, BGN.FM. Feel free to, to go check them out and listen to podcasts, including Foxtrot Pod, which uh, Chris Lefty Brown is a part of. Uh, you can head over to BGN.FM or follow them on Twitter at the BGNFM to find out more about that. But I was listening to a, a podcast and um, oh, now I see I <laughs> I segmented perfectly into it, did the whole plug, and now I forgot exactly what I was going to say there. Um, so maybe we'll just have to skip that. That's just, you know, yay. Yay for me. I am heartbroken. I, I, I'm, I'm so I'm heartbroken too. Was, it, <laughs> was it the Ener- OKC Energies podcast? No, it wasn't oh. that one. I'm, I was, I'll, I'll, I'm going to remember like 30 minutes later when we're totally <laughs> off topic. I know. Until kick yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah. But hey, go listen to, to that podcast or to all those podcasts out there. I, I, you know, listen to Chris's podcast. Um, OKC has a podcast. And, uh, yeah, great. So I, since I totally butchered that, let's, uh, Let's do this. Um, maybe we should uh, talk. Well, you know what? Here's here's what it is. I, I'm thinking about it now because I, I was looking at the interviews that uh, Dylan, because Dylan spoke to a few of the players out of the match. One of them was Andre Rawls. Uh, let, let me play this. This might trigger it because I was looking at this when I was thinking what I was going to say, and then I started talking about BGN. So let's go ahead and play what Dylan, uh, what Andre had to say with Dylan after the match, and maybe that'll trigger what my thoughts were. Anything you want to talk about in the tonight? Uh, I mean, it was kind of a boring game. Nothing really happened. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, just, just a just frustrating last 10 minutes right. where it's super boring. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was awesome. It was, like, it was, it was one hell of a battle from us. Uh, I mean, we, we went into the game saying, like, we need to get three points. No matter how, how we do it, we got to get three. Uh, went down 2-1 to one in the second half. Got a little bit slow. Disappointed there, but, I mean... We had guys step up. We were throwing, throwing the kitchen sink at him. Big time from Noah Powder. Came in clutch. And then uh, he was, I believe he got the assist on the goal, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, he on the uh, second goal, the third goal. But, I mean, big time from Aiden. Awesome atmosphere out there. The fans came out, cheering their heads off. A lot to be happy with, but also a lot to work on. Uh, giving up two goals, we really want to get back on the clean sheet train. Um, but you know what? Right now, we just celebrate three points. Yeah, it seemed a little bit messy in the back. Is that just because we have a, a pretty rotating uh, center back line that seems to change week in, week out? Uh, yeah, that can get dealt from. I mean, finding team chemistry is really important, but I mean, I'm, I'm pretty confident with all of our guys. Uh, I thought they've handled themselves pretty well. Uh, we just, just have a few areas that we need to tweak, nothing too major. Um, but I mean, everybody's, everybody's got their head on straight. Everybody. At this point in the season, everybody pretty much knows how one another is going to work, whether they're paired with them or not. So. And then, have you heard by now that uh, Monarchs and Phoenix lost tonight? I did hear that. I just heard that. Yeah. Top of the table, right? Yeah. That's great. Right. Hoping to stay there the rest of the season. Yeah, with any luck. Uh, You're feeling good and everything. I'm feeling Settling good. right back in. Yeah. Awesome. I'm feeling good. Get my game fitness. Had a, had a few sprints there at the end for goal celebration, but you know what? I'm really good. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Andre. So I knew it was going to work. I, I remember we were, I was looking at the Andre thing. 
uh, I was going to say something and then play the Andre clip. So what it was is Orange County, after the win and the loss by the other teams, Orange County sits in first place. And I was listening to the USL show, uh, which, again, is part of BGA Network, but I'm not going to go into that whole plug there because I don't want to forget this time. And they were mentioning that some of them, I, I forget who it was, but one of them was mentioning they think it's the first time, you know, since, you know, a few weeks into the season that uh, it's not Real Monarchs on, in first place in the Western Conference. And, uh, you know, I can't say if that was absolutely a, a correct statement, but it seems like it is because I'm thinking back now and I always just remember Real Monarchs up there at the top of the table. Um, I think there was a moment where Timbers 2 was potentially going to overtake them, uh, but I don't think anyone has really overtaken them until we have now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been pretty tight all season long. Um, and when you have a team that is 17, 2, and, and 9, that's they're going to be on top um well not anymore. for a lot of the season and, and amazingly not anymore uh, they dropped points in two matches that they really should have won and uh it's great news for us and the last five minutes of that match and the players had no idea but the last five minutes of that match uh, orange county really turned it on and took advantage of that and dylan get got to head to the club with the players for the interviews because um, Dylan sent me all the files for all the interviews, and it totally sounds like you're at a club for each and every one of those. I, I'm joking. I know it's the stadium, the rocking music, especially after that awesome win. Um, but definitely sounds like you're at a club with these players, Dylan. Yeah. Um, so despite the fact that this is however you want to describe a job, I guess, um, that being my favorite Orange County match ever and the way it ended, I decided, you know, and I'm going to live – live this up a little bit and I'm going to, I'm going to celebrate with the County Line Coalition. Um, someone took a picture of a bunch of us with Noah powder. I still haven't seen that. I still really want to see it. Um, and, and of course the, the team came by and, and line of high fives and everything and thanked us for supporting. So I really, 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 um, tried to live that in. And then once that was over and they started heading back to the tunnel, I, I uh, booked it from the corner of the stadium where we're at to try and get down to the tunnel to interview some of the players. Um, I missed almost all of them, so I ended up just waiting outside their uh, their dressing room for them and, and luckily still got to talk to them. Well, that's cool. And I, I see as you were talking there, our, our buddy Chris over here is, is typing on our chat board here, letting us know that uh, SLC drew, or SLC, uh, Real Monarchs, I think they did. They draw tonight, Chris. Uh, from what uh, you, you know, or was it yeah, they uh, unfortunately drew one-one against St. Louis. Uh, you know, at this point, us Fresno Foxes are hoping for the lower qualifying teams to drop points, which is St. Louis. So. Um, yeah, which is St. Louis. So you know, uh, Monarch still couldn't get the job done there. So, but uh, they are until now, or until possibly this weekend, if. Uh, if the Fresno if Fresno doesn't play spoilers to get to OCLC, um, they are top of the table, um, and depending on where other th- other events happen, but uh, makes the uh, the forthcoming game against the Foxes uh, a little more personal to you guys, doesn't it? It definitely does, and I think it's a it's a great way to sort of segue into that match. But what we're gonna do is like what we always do. Uh, Dylan and I like to pick a. a, a player of the match for the match so what i want you to do dylan think about who your player of the match is chris if you haven't thought of who you want to throw in there throw it in i want to play uh the conversation dylan had with noah powder at the end of the match really quick before we get to that so then we can move on to the fresno match so here was dylan with noah powder who scored the equalizing goal in extra time 
for Orange County. It was a great team performance. We dug through. Around the 81st minute, we knew we, we knew we couldn't lose. We had to come out with a win. We needed points to maintain on top of the West Coast. And that's what we, that's what we got done. Players pulled up. Everybody pulled a solid shift. Yeah. So you, you started tonight. It's been a little bit. How's that been? It's been great. Coaches have a lot of belief in me. I feel like I can play well under him. Once I understand his roles and his maneuvers that he wants me to move in, I can do that. And I'll play that role. Got it. And then you, uh, you capped off tonight with the equalizer. How was that for you? Uh, it was a great feeling just to pull my side back. I needed a goal. My first one of the season feels unbelievable. And uh, what, what was your thought process for that shot, low and low and left for you? Uh, as I was looking up, I was trying to focus on which side I wanted to put it on, and the keeper was creeping towards his left side. So in, in soccer, we call that cheating. He was cheating to one side, and he had one of his front defenders in front of his view. So I put it on his opposite side, and so he cheated, and I bit with it, and he went in. I got lucky. How do you feel about tonight? Do you think it's going to earn you maybe another start next week? I hope so. I hope the coach. I really do hope so. All right, so... Uh, that was Noah Powder after the match, and you could tell he was pretty excited about getting that equalizer, his first goal of the season. And uh, kudos or props to him for sort of paying attention to the the keeper there when he got that shot off and and played to the advantage there. So um, let's do this, Dylan and Chris. If you want to participate with us, I know you'd be going mo mostly off the highlights, but feel free to join us. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll pick in an MVP for this match. Um, we like to always let our guests go first if they want to. So, Chris, do you have a thought on sure. who your MVP of the match would be? Well, not having watched the full 90 and going just on highlights, I have to give it to Michael Seaton because that, uh, that was a great header. Awesome. And, and we know Dylan loves Michael Seaton, so I'm sure uh, you made him a little, uh, gave him a little smile there. Dylan, what are your thoughts for MVP or player of the match? You know, um, despite Seaton's goal and his almost goal off the post and his uh, almost goal off the bicycle kick I have to give it to Noah Powder um, he hasn't been starting in, in a while and he's really young he's in fact uh, almost a year younger than I am but he he really stepped up Saturday night played really well um, both defensively and obviously going forward to get that equalizer and then um, setting up to play uh, for Quinn's winner um I mean, if we if we hold on to a player of his quality for for a couple of years, he's 19, so there's a lot to come, I think, in the future. So if we could hold on to him as long as possible, I'd be thrilled. MLS, stay away. Um, okay, so we got uh, Seaton, we got Powder. I'm just gonna have to go with the third goal scorer just uh, to round it off here. Aiden Quinn, uh, he got a nod on the USL Team of the Week, which he seems to do a lot this season, uh, and that goal was just a pretty amazing goal that he got out there. Uh, in the 95th minute of extra time or the fifth minute of extra time, I guess, however you officially would say that, um, you know, all three of those picks are awesome because all three of them scored and they were all pretty amazing. So again, a big win, at least at that point after the match, Orange County sitting on top. Unfortunately, Chris had to break our hearts and, and break the news that real, uh, real Monarchs drew tonight. Uh, so now Orange County is not a, not up on the top of the table, but that means we have more to play for this weekend, uh, and hopefully we can get another full three points against Fresno FC, the Foxes. Uh, and this is the main reason we have Chris on here, because Chris is an expert of the Foxes. Uh, he knows what's going on. So, Chris, uh, if you can, just uh, sort of let us know uh, what uh, what's going on with Fresno FC at, the, at this moment. <laughs> Um, angst, a lot of angst. Um, <laughs> we, um, we might start seeing some, um, signs 
about having our head coach out, uh, <laughs> you know, saying that might happen soon. Um, we are every every game is super super important. You know, we uh, last time I looked at the table, we were in eleventh. You know, and uh, you know, losing against uh, or drawing against Vegas, losing against Swope Park, uh, we're not getting those points that we really need to get, even with the core operation, uh, you know, the week before of having those mid table already made the cut teams, uh, dropping points or, or getting one point. Uh, we basically shot ourselves in the foot with the draw against lights and the loss against swope. Uh, so, you know, we are desperate for, you know, win after win after win, you know? Um, and so we're a team that doesn't, we're, we're, I I sort of consider us the, the, our, our first half of the season team again, because, uh, it seems like uh, for a while we were playing a regular pattern and people were comfortable. You know, we, we were used to seeing, uh, uh, Cheney up top as, as our forward and, and, uh, Juan Pablo Calfa as a, as a midfielder and, you know, and and we finally gotten to a point um, where we had a regular, you know, uh, look to our to our uh, eleven, and then uh, after that loss in Vegas, our, our form went a little bit crazy. You know, um, uh, Cheney hasn't been a starter in the past couple of matches, and uh, we've seen uh, Frank Tayu um, uh, start. We've seen our, our one of our new uh, 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 recent acquired recently acquired player uh, uh, Bevan uh, play as well, um, and so the our shape of our team has been different. and And I think I have a feeling our our head coach is uh, trying to find some more magic, and uh, it's really looking like this is a team that is uncomfortable with with a changing form. And so I'm really worried. I'll be honest here. I get a lot of complaints on, on Fox trap because, uh, um, you know, we're, we're, we're a fan oriented podcast, but I am also a little bit of a realist. And so when I speak ill, the team that I do really, really love, uh, it comes across as being, um, not a fan, but let me just say, I hope we do win, but I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling good about it. Uh, I think we definitely have talent, but it, uh, it just seems like um, we're not we're not attacking right right now. Our defense has been pretty good, and and our keepers uh, exceptional. Uh, but it just seems like when we get near the box, uh, we had to take that one extra touch. We had to get that one extra pass, and it gives the the opposing team time to get set up and defend well. And, uh, I, I, I'll be dubious. In fact, uh, we're, we're recording, uh, uh, tomorrow, uh, for our, for our, our podcast and predicting the match. And I'm, I'll say it here now. I, I honestly think OCSC is going to win and that will be my prediction. And, uh, uh, but in that for, for the sake of this show, I will lay out the case for a Fox's win and how that might happen. All right. So we- I guess, Dylan, we, we got to find a way to buy Chris uh, an Orange County uh, uh, SC jersey hat or something because it sounds like <laughs> he's on the, the OCSC train here for this match. I'll, I'll take it. Oh, hey, 
I, like I said, I still hope for Fox's win, but but your but your realisticness yeah, performance, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and you know what? Hey, because we're winning. Pro, hey, props to you on that because I think uh, I think Dylan and I do our best to try and be you know uh, you know pretty honest with with what we are. I mean, we're a fan based podcast. We have a great relationship with the club. We're definitely. Uh, uh, appreciate that but we're going to be honest on our thoughts and our views and our opinions and we've we've been honest when we feel a player is struggling we've we've said it um and mm-hmm. uh, i i you know if you're a player if you're a team if you're an owner you got to be able to accept some criticism because that's just going to help make you stronger uh as a team uh you know sometimes it's tough to see it and you know props to you chris for being you know willing to be honest about your team yeah Dylan and I want Orange County to win each and every week. And I think sometimes with our predictions, we're a little bit more generous for our home team. But yeah. again, we're not scared to sit there and, and call out players or even the coaching staff if we're thinking uh, that there's an issue. Right, Dylan? Well, I mean, you might feel more comfortable calling <laughs> out the players because you seemingly miss a lot of the matches. But I always. I throw Dylan into the fire pit. Yeah, I, I try and ride a fine line between being critical and and also understanding that these guys probably just won't talk to me if I uh, call them out and they think it's undue. Well, we're um, never, we're never like sitting there and saying things just to say things. It's, it's, we're calling out performances that we're seeing or questioning, you know, decisions that we're seeing out there. It's not that we're trying to be jerks about it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm just too afraid. I'm too fresh and too new in the game to, to be digging out, uh, digging out any players. So Bring far. out the inner Jim Roman, you Dylan. <laughs> Go, uh, <laughs> Chris. What do you What do you got? Now, I, in in defense of the, of Fresno FC, let me lay out the case of why we do have a good possibility of, of of winning. One, we're playing at the Chuck. We're playing at our 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 ballpark, and we're playing at home. You know, and when we play at home, we more times than not do fairly well. I mean, we at home we beat. Sacramento Republic at home. We beat Phoenix not once but twice. Um, Thank you. For we that are, <laughs> you know, we we uh, we look forward to seeing the Monarchs at home. You know, because uh, every time we've gone to Sa- uh, Salt Lake City, you know, they have got, made us look awful, <laughs> really awful. But you know, so so yeah, you know, and, and as you know, playing at home has its advantages. Uh, you know, and so that we have that going for us. Two, we we do have talent. We have talent there, and uh, coming off a draw and a loss, uh, that does build the fire. I mean, there some some fans have speculated Cheney being uh, uh, on the bench for for uh, the last couple of matches uh, is uh, he's he's a player type of player that uh, needs the fire lit under him sometimes. Because uh, uh, if he's not giving it, uh, his 110, uh, percent it sometimes reflects. You know, uh, he's been a bit of a hothead, and uh, you know, and uh, sometimes he goes off uh, on you know Twitter and other places and stuff, and and maybe um, it just takes a jolt to that system, and maybe this time off has been provided that jolt, jolt, and you know, so maybe we'll see him back in the lineup. But that being said. Um, seeing uh, Frank Tayu uh, play in in Vegas, he he had a great performance. He's a guy that um, isn't the fastest guy as a forward, but he knows he is one of the few that I trust. Like 
having to take the extra touch because he knows when to and where to place the ball. And I think he does a good job in that. And uh, he knows when to uh, fight off those defenders to get, get a good spot. And uh, we do have one of the, you know, one of the best players in the league, at least last season with, uh, with Kaffa. And when he's, uh, uh, making those connections and when the other t- players on the field are responding and finding those places, um, you know, we definitely have the possibility of getting that win and those, and those players and many of them are, uh, a few of them have are local players. Um, they want to impress the, uh, the, the Fresno faithful, you know, um, and, uh, and so, yeah, the, the you know, the, the pressure is definitely there and, um, yeah, so, you know, it's definitely within the possibility. Um, you know, again, I'm a little bit doubtful, but, uh, I definitely see, uh, the path there. Well, and I'll give you a little bit more faith in your team, I guess, at this, uh, and this is where I guess I'll be a little bit more on the, uh, negative side, although I'm not, tr- I don't think I'm saying anything that people don't you know, see with their eyes open is Orange County, and and I would hope Dylan can agree with me on this. Orange County tends to play down to their competition. Uh, we've seen that in in some of these recent matches against RGV, against Seattle, against even OKC. I mean, really, that should have been a loss for Orange County. We we somehow were able to pull out the victory. Call it luck. Call it just a total collapse by OKC. Um, but. It seems we play really well against these top teams. We at least put up a fight, and it seems like for some reason some of these matches against some of the lower-seeded teams, we struggle and we drop points. So uh, I don't know, Dylan, if, you, uh, you know, if you're going to agree with me on that. or what No, definitely. <laughs> we've seen that. I mean, we, how many weeks in a row did we see that? I, Almost three. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, we got so, lucky, like you said, against OKC, but otherwise that would have been three um, straight matches of disappointing performances. I, need I remind you of RGV? You don't. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yeah, thank you, Chris, for bringing that guy, th- those guys up. Yeah, it, it's it, you know, it's 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 one of those things that scares, I think, Dylan and myself as Orange County fans. Um, we're, we want the playoffs to start because at least when you're in the playoffs, you know you're playing against a pretty good team. So hopefully, Orange County's putting up their best performance. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it's one of those things. And feel free to share it with your fans on your podcast. That you know, even I'll admit it. I mean. It's scary against the lower seeded teams as an Orange County fan because for some reason, you know, it just seems to go the wrong way. Yeah, and well, in, in your guys' favor, it's while while uh, if if you guys should lose, the chances of you not being in playoffs are are slim. I mean, it's unless something disastrous happens you know five games left you know that's what three 15 points you know um your guys position you're you're in a good position to make playoffs and and do whatever and so basically it's the positioning to get some of those you know home you know having home advantage and whatnot uh so but for us (laughs) it's just to make it and that desperation is just like man Every time, every time uh, uh, we we get close, we we just can't seal the deal. It seems, and uh, and I just I, I I know you know it. We're capable of doing it. It's just uh, 
uh, you know, <laughs> my one goal, I keep saying on, on Foxtrot Pod, my one goal for this uh, inaugural season for, for Fresno FC was I think it would be a great accomplishment if we made playoffs. And uh, I am now, for the past couple of weeks now, since Las Vegas, um, I've been trying to like uh, mentally uh, be okay with us not making it and looking forward to what that venture will bring for a second season, what our team might look like and whatnot. And, but uh, again, <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> this is my team. And I'm, I feel bad to speak so bad, you know, feel bad to speak iffy of them, but uh, um, anything can happen. It's still t- possible, but uh, you know, we face you guys on Saturday, on, on Sunday, and we we have uh, the uh, Monarchs uh, as one of our last games. I can't remember where our very last game is. Uh, we don't have a particularly friendly schedule. Easy schedule, yeah. Well, I'll say this, uh, and, and I'll let you speak really quick, Dylan. But Dylan's goal is to not have to travel to uh, to Cincinnati. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know if I. I guess I could spend my financial aid money on that, but I'd really rather not spend my financial aid money on that. Um, who needs school? Who needs school? Yeah, three weeks into the semester, that's pretty much how I'm feeling. <laughs> uh, I've got some reading to do after this. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think that saying, like, fighting for a playoff position as a first-year club, and, and I think even the team that Fresno has managed to piece together, especially with... Um, with CAFA is really surprising. Um, they seem like they're doing a really good job, but I mean, if we look at the live results from 538 um, right now, they have, and you know, these are uh, these are predictions. They're not set in stone, but 538 has you guys at a less than one percent chance of making the playoffs, um, and from that point on, yeah, making any. Um, any point in the playoffs past that while orange county has greater than a 99 percent chance of making the playoffs and a nine percent chance now of winning the final that's gone down from yesterday so uh Ooh. what the heck 538 <laughs> what's all that about did you guys not watch the um the game on the weekend it's because we had to right. like come from behind in extra time to pull it off it's like oh yeah they're not they're not ready for the big time i don't know potentially don't, I'm just guessing yeah. i'm thinking Hey, uh, but, but Fresno FC, first-year team in the USL, and they're beating Orange County, at least in attendance. So, I mean, props to FC oh, yeah. or Fresno FC fans for, for heading out to the stadium. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, you know, I'm pretty pa- I'm pretty proud of the uh, the people we bring out. In fact, uh, it's been a little bit of a joke that um, they uh, raised the beer prices from, from uh, uh, if you go to see a baseball game, uh, it's five dollars, but if you go see a soccer game, it's like seven <laughs> or so. You know, just because the uh, yeah, even though we have a very good AAA baseball team, uh, who's Houston Astros affiliate, um, not a lot of people go out for for the baseball game. But they'll, you know, we will have a healthy attendance for 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 the uh, the Fresno Foxes. Uh, so it speaks well to not only what how we feel about soccer in in the Central Valley, but uh, about the uh, about the abilities of of the team to market itself. You know, as as uh, a, a healthy alternative, because uh, Lord knows, 
uh, we love our, our uh, Fresno State uh, Bulldog football team, you know, because I think that was one of the dips um, in our attendance was uh, there was uh, our last home game. There was our, the first Bulldog game. And for the first time, we were like had our one of our lowest attendances. You actually had some competition. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which is a nice thing to have about, you know, in Fresno, it's nice to have like multiple things going on at the same time because it speaks to the vibrancy of Fresno. Everyone likes to sort of like kick, kick around Fresno, you know, um, you know, as a, uh, as a, uh, weak cousin to, to Bakersfield or something like that. But, uh, um, I love the fact that there is becoming more things to do, including, including, uh, uh, soccer here in the Valley. But nothing's going to outdo Buck Owens and the Crystal Palace in Bakersfield, man. <laughs> Bakersfield. <laughs> yeah. No, I just had you brought up Bakersfield. I had to throw that out there. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, you. So then you guys sort of know with that Fresno State match, you sort of know what it's like to be an Orange County fan. Uh, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where people are more willing to go. You know, watch. I don't know who, what. You know, they'd rather go to the beach than go to an Orange County game. It seems like sometimes, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, you know, I, I'm proud of our Orange County fans though because they've they've been it's been growing steadily here. We've got some great, uh, we've got a great fan base with the Hamline coalition uh, and the club's been trying to do as much as they can to try and bring in, uh, you know, fans of all kinds. You know, we did a beer fest recently. We did a pretty much 99% kids match where it was like the, the summer day camp 1230 match in like 90 something degree weather. And that was uh, surreal. <laughs> that was like a really bad dream for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's where you have kids out there. They have no idea who's, who they're supposed to cheer for. Um, and, and you look in all the seats, and it's just like many people everywhere, uh, except for many the Countdown Coalition. You have like five members of Countdown Coalition who skipped work or took a long lunch uh, on a Wednesday to come watch the match. Um, but the, no, I mean, props to the club for trying to bring people out there. Uh, it seems to be getting more popular. Um, it's a nice little venue yeah. for people to go to. So. Have have you guys tried dropping cash out of a helicopter? <laughs> yeah, oh no, okay. If the club wants to do that, I want to take all of it I to will. go to Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. Let's, let's do this really quick before we talk about that. Let's make our game predictions. I know, Chris, you sort of uh, let, us, let us know your hint of what you're leaning towards on this. Uh, what's your game mm-hmm. prediction for Sunday uh, up there in Fresno? I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off and say 3-1 OCSC. Yes. Um, Dylan, without being overly, you, you know what, uh, what's your thoughts on this game? You know, I feel like we should just say it. It's, it's confidence. Oh, man. Um, now it's not the C word that everyone normally are, thinks of, that <laughs> you, Arrested Development would bring you up. You are but. lucky, Chris, because now it's, yeah, Dylan just brought the bad luck word out. <laughs> um, I think 2-1 Orange County is probably a fair result. There's not going to be a lot of traveling support for the club this weekend. But, Dylan um, and like two other people, maybe. Yeah, I think it, I don't know if two other. Yeah, it might be might be two other people um, coming with, but who knows? Yeah, um, I'm pretty loud, so I like to think that in a baseball stadium, and hopefully it's pretty empty, that I won't uh, be drowned out. But um, between playing down to another team's level and and not having the easiest of the last three, four matches, I'd say it's probably going to be a closer one. So 2-1 Orange County for sure. All right. Um, man, I want to go with a, a win for Orange County. But for some reason, my mind keeps telling me it's going to be like 2-2 in this match. 
which makes me sad because I want Orange County to win. They need to win. Um, but I'm going to say 2-2. Two, two. I think this is probably my first time I haven't picked them as a, as a winner. Um, but, yeah, I, I think uh, I think because Fresno has right now still has a lot to play for, at least trying to make that late push into the playoffs, uh, because Orange County has struggled against lower-seeded teams, I just it just seems like it's like this perfect mix where – um, yeah, it's not going to be a fun ending for Orange County, at least in this match. But I'd rather come away with one point than with zero points, so I guess that's the positive there. Sorry, Dylan. <laughs> um, yes. So let's go ahead and do this. <laughs> let's move away down. from this. <laughs> let's move away from this match. Uh, Chris sort of brought it up really quick. Let's just talk about Vegas, you know, and their circus. I think was that uh, was that what Carson said when he was with us, Dylan? It's basically a, a circus. Um, yeah, when he said the circus comes, to the town. circus comes to town because unexpected. they did one of their Vegas things, I guess. You know, we've talked about their emoji on their jersey. We've talked about their llamas on the field. We've talked about their wannabe Mr. Elvis uh, mascot, and now apparently. Uh, D, uh, you forgot DJ in oh, the, the locker DJ room? in the locker room. <laughs> uh, by the way, o Orange County, I used to be a DJ. If you want to hire a DJ in the locker room, by all means, uh, hit me up. And then what am I supposed to do for work? <laughs> um, but apparently they just took things to a whole nother level. And I think if you're a fan in the stadium, it was an awesome thing to see and be a part of. But is it a little too crazy? What did they, they dropped? I, I don't even know what the dollar amount was, but they dropped money from a helicopter into the stadium. Um, that's... Yeah, they... Dropped five thousand uh, dollars. They and it was not for everyone. I guess only a, 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 a selected individuals. You know, maybe like the first so x amount of people in the stadium uh, got to participate. Uh, but yeah, they flew a helicopter uh, right in midfield um, and uh, got fairly low so that uh, so that the uh, the cash would blow crazily. Uh, around the field, and uh, it was a very Vegasy thing to do in Vegas. <laughs> you know, and we talked about it when Carson was around, and uh, Carson's from the uh, what is it, Las Vegas Soccer Betting Hour podcast, another BGN podcast, by the way. Um, you know, it just seems like we were talking about it. Is is Vegas is doing these crazy things, but it's making people talk about them, right? I mean, uh, it's making an Orange County soccer club fan who hasn't watched a match of, of Las Vegas. I've watched some highlights here and there, um, but I'm talking about them probably more than I've talked about, say, I don't know. Uh, Literally any other team. <laughs> basically, right, other than Orange County. Towards, yeah. I mean, they're pretty irrelevant um, towards most of the league, unless you are a, probably a team like Fresno or St. Louis um, or OKC where you're trying to battle position battle positions and that's a really um, crucial three points for you but for everyone else they're kind of a joke although it's a crazy thing though Whoa. by the way mr keston if you want to drop five thousand dollars from a helicopter i'd be willing drop to participate I, i'd be willing to participate on that uh <laughs> that giveaway i guess quote unquote night it's... if you want to do it i'm sure any fan would be willing to do it now is it just over the top yes but hey yeah, the, the the amount of undeserved attention that Las Vegas lights get, uh, one could say that they are the Donald Trump of the USL. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! 
Well, now that we're talking about leadership or <laughs> this, see, Chris, you're sort of opening the door because it seems like at the end of every episode, we just start like just like delving into this weird path. Uh, one thing leads to another. And then we're talking about uh, what movies make you cry and uh, other weirdness uh, that we talk about. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, on a scale of one to ten, well, let's just do this really quick. Chris, on a scale of one to ten, that type of, I guess, circus act at a soccer match uh 10 being you approve it totally and one says get rid of it what would you say i have a smidge to say about this too but uh it's fairly low i I vote that like around a three um and and if i could say my piece uh go for it i i'm very proud that uh the fresno foxes haven't done stunts like this our uh our triple a baseball they often do like fun things like a, a taco uh showdown or um they'll do like a special theme night like a grateful dead night or a, i think late one of the recent ones was a teenage mutant ninja turtle theme night you know um and i'm glad that foxes haven't done that that said you know maybe a special scarf or something like that those are type of cool events that that gets the fan base going and and cash out of a helicopter it's it's spectacle it's flash and it's uh it's it's the david copperfield like act that uh that is vegas so you're saying you don't like when uh say orange county does an incredibles movie night on the pitch bring your kids out sit on the pitch and watch incredibles on the jumbotron right <laughs> you know i honestly i think that's slightly different because it's happening after the game okay, you know okay, sort of like okay. you know like like we've had fireworks yeah you know fireworks i i get that it's after the game yeah it's another incentive to get people out but it's it's not it's it doesn't feel like it's a spectacle it feels like it's it's a a, a, a nice celebration yeah i'm sure oh, that makes sense some of the las vegas lights supporters feel differently but yeah you know it's just another one of the long line of things about vegas that um that uh make them like special and, and hey and i'll say when uh usl when they when uh all these teams can sell their jerseys and stuff uh through the usl website i know i know for sure probably some uh fresno fc because they love their the vegas jerseys are probably going to pick up a jersey because they love that little emoji thing which uh you know again i can't stand but <laughs> anyway anyway <laughs> that, that that yeah the i i get that, that stupid emoji no oh, we're all uh, i think on the same boat here i Chris. think everyone outside of vegas despises vegas just for the antics i mean i'm sure if you're a vegas fan or you know you love the team you love what they're doing because it's just i guess it's part of vegas i think sort of we discussed that last time we were talking with uh carson so um but yeah, so money out of a helicopter. Awesome. Uh, Dylan, what would be your uh, 10 means yes, do it, and one means hell no, don't do it. What would be your uh, your number? I'm, I'm firmly with Chris here. I'm going to say a three. Um, Vegas doesn't really have anything spectacular on the field, and they've had some weird roster changes uh, the last, I guess, month, month and a half now. Um and, and potentially in the front office as well, there's a rumor that uh, Chelis, 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 however you say it, um, may actually be out of a job. Um, 
so far unconfirmed, but it seems like the guys who were announcing the um, the game would, last night on ESPN. Um, I would not doubt that. Yeah, they seem to. They were talking about him being out of a job. So, shout out to um, slash u slash beer nerd seventy six from the USL Pro subreddit for that one. I I have no idea what you just said there, Dylan, uh, as far as who you were shouting out, but way to go. Reddit. (laughs) I don't go on Reddit, so uh, that's why I probably don't get it. Um, Let's see. For me, I would probably have to say um, a one. I I don't think it should be done. Um, Leave that for... See, those types of things, I think I agree with you, Chris. Like, those types of gimmicky things, those belong maybe in the D3 or even lower, maybe the the fourth tier, fifth tier, semi-pro, pro, or amateur, or whatever. But when you're getting to, you're trying to be a legit pro league and a legit pro team, um, let's leave the gimmicks behind and let's let your 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 product, which is the, the athleticism, the sport, um, sell it um, and do it that way because, yeah, it's, it's weird. All right. So, uh, man, we've uh, we've been talking and, and it's it's one of these things, you know, we try and keep our podcast around, you know, 50 minutes or so. But when things are just going, things are going. And well, I, we I think we're having fun discussing week. stuff here. Right, Dylan and, and Chris. Yeah. <laughs> so um, but yep. uh, I, I don't want to keep too many people. We have people still listening on our live stream. Um, a couple of you. So thanks for hanging out with us. Um, and we're going to um, release this podcast out for everyone to listen to that didn't get a chance to listen on the live stream. Um, really quick, though, before we do that, um, as we always do, I want to just give everyone a chance to just say something random, um, anything on their mind regarding soccer or even non-soccer related. Uh, and Dylan, let's go ahead and start with you, Dylan. Do you have anything you want to share with our listeners? Any random ideas, thoughts? Um, well, we still haven't come up with an Envolts Enchant. What the we heck? We toyed with a couple um, on Saturday, but didn't obviously have an opportunity to use them. Um Outside of that one, I tweeted a little bit earlier while uh, while we were podcasting, and I did ask, um, "What player should I get on the back of my my jersey?" Oh, we're still waiting. Uh, whose name should I get? Yeah, yeah. So I I put four names up there in um, Seton, Edvaldson, Duke, and Quinn. But if there's someone else, please tweet at us or, or tweet at me. Yeah, maybe it's Walker Hume, <laughs> though I'm like six inches shorter than him. Um, you know, if it's if it's uh, someone that's not on the list, go ahead and tweet at us and let me know, and I will, uh, I guess, tally up the votes. Perfect, uh, Chris. How about you? Do you have any uh, random thoughts? Uh, and then we'll give you a chance to let everyone know uh, where they can find you. Okay, uh, if folks out there are traveling up to Fresno to uh, to watch watch the uh, game in in our uh, baseball stadium. Um, be sure to go buy Tioga Sequoia beforehand and seek out the uh, the fire squad table because uh, we love the visiting fans uh, at least pregame <laughs> and uh, you know once we get into the match you know we're we're gonna both both sides are gonna cheer for their teams for the for that ninety minutes but uh, but pregame and even postgame uh, we love we love uh, celebrating this thing of soccer here here in Fresno and and in the USL. And uh, we always like to uh, to uh, be good, um, good neighbors with with our our fellow teams. Awesome. And then uh, before I share my random thought, I guess let's go ahead and uh, give Chris a chance to 
share uh, where you can find him, uh, listen to him, follow him, uh, if you've liked what you heard from him. Yeah. Um, I uh, am one of three uh, hosts of Fox Trot Pod. I'm probably the least knowledgeable about soccer, um, but uh, which could account to why I'm a Liverpool fan versus and, and a Seattle Sounders fan. <laughs> but uh, that said, uh, I love doing the show. Uh, we talk about all things about uh, Fresno FC. If you just love soccer or the USL in general, do give us a try. We can be found on most of those places like Spotify and and uh, the, on Apple and and uh, and uh, elsewhere as well. So you know, one of your favorite uh, ways of listening, you can go there. You can most likely find us there. If not, you can check us out also on BGN FM. That is uh, also where um, we're part of the uh, the whole network of uh soccer podcasts uh usl podcasts as well um and so yeah go check us check us out and on on twitter at foxtrap pod so uh go uh, you can interact uh with us there and, and, and i will say uh for those of you that listen from the beautiful game network chris is actually the one that sort of introduced me to uh, or let me know about the beautiful game network when we talked man it was a few months ago now um, mm-hmm. and uh, it was because of him I reached out to them, and, and we joined that network, which has been a great thing because just everyone is that's part of that network, all those podcasts, they're great, knowledgeable people about their teams, oh, yeah. about soccer, uh, and, I mean, as you've experienced, those of you that have joined us uh, in past episodes, I mean, those those people that join us and visit us and, and help discuss soccer uh, and their teams, it's just been a, a great experience. Um, they're a lot smarter than I am too. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. We, we had, uh, Ryan and a few others from the USL show on our, on, on Foxtrot and just the amount of stats that they gave us was, Oh, it was amazing. And you know, you guys should definitely do the same at some point. Uh, uh, they could really give you guys new insights as to, um, why your team is doing well at the moment, maybe not so much uh, in the middle of the season, uh, but uh, you know they uh, they they know their stuff. And uh, and the, the other thing that surprises me about BGN is there's still some USL teams out there that that don't have a podcast affiliated there. So I'm hoping that changes. I I heard when Reno when we Reno came to us, uh, uh, I know they they were. Th- in the midst of thinking about doing a podcast, but uh, be great to uh, uh, see some of the ones that are out that are out there, and also the incoming ones, like uh, like yet another soccer team in your general area. The uh, what was it, California FC or that? Cal United starting? FC? No, the, yeah, yeah. nineteen oh four FC from San Diego. <laughs> There's a lot that are trying to get off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no. BGN, check it out. Everyone, check it out if you get a chance. Um, and hey, if if you're listening to this and you support a USL team that there's not a podcast on that network, hey, if you want to start one or if you know someone that's doing something or interested, you know, reach out to those guys at the BGN because they're willing to also help you. You know, get something off the ground that you know. And, and you can reach out to us. You can, I'm sure, you can reach out to to Chris over there, uh, Foxtrot Pod. I think we're all willing to help out our fellow soccer fans. Um, especially if we can grow this and get some experts from some of these other teams that we don't quite have experts for, except for maybe we don't need one for Galaxy 2 just because, you know, it's Galaxy 2. But um, let's do this. Shots fired. <laughs> let's do this. And and um, 
I typically try to avoid bringing this. I know Dylan knows what's coming here, but uh, Chris sort of opened it up here talking about Liverpool. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. It's going to have to be a double whammy on your teams this weekend. Uh, Fresno is going to have to lose and <laughs> Liverpool is going to have to lose because, you know, OC and Tottenham no. have to win. I mean, it's just that's this. That's is, this is this is this is our year. This is our year. Ooh, Liverpool. It, I mean, we we actually spent money this year. Yeah, Liverpool. Uh, we actually spent money this year. Uh, we got a little more solid. Um, I don't still don't have complete trust in our new keeper. I mean, hell, I can't even remember his name, but, but, uh, I, I, I think this is our year, but, uh, yeah, this, this match and let me say us West coast, uh, premier league fans are the most diehard die fans around because we're getting up morning. at four in the morning for these things. So really quick before we get into, before I get, try and get my last word here. Andy, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. I know you don't like us talking about EPL or, or Tottenham, so you can just sign off because this is going to be the end of our podcast after this. But uh, <laughs> um, let me just do this really quick. Uh, Chris is, uh, you know, it's going to, you say it's your year, you spend all that money, awesome. It's going to hurt that much more when you, when your team finishes behind a team that did not bring in one single player, did not spend any money in the off season to improve their team. And yet we're still going to finish on top of Liverpool. Um, and it's because, you know, we got the greatest uh, player in England in Harry Kane. So, uh, uh <laughs> so he swears on his, <laughs> his daughter's life. Hey, you know what? Hey, it'll be an awesome match. Uh, I'm sure you'll probably be up somewhere watching it. I'm going to probably be up, uh, trying to watch it i, I got to check my calendar i don't even remember what time the match is supposed to start this weekend but uh, uh you know maybe i'll look for a little tweet coming out uh from me just to sort of uh rub it in it, it, rub it <laughs> oh, rub it in yeah. when, when okay. we come out victorious <laughs> all right so uh we'll see um really quick before we end this then uh i want to um first thank chris for taking some time out of his uh his schedule to join us and discuss not just uh, Fresno, but also help us discuss a little bit about OKC and let us know, you know, just from an outsider what they saw. And then also just a, a little tidbit there on um, the Las Vegas stuff, which is just crazy. Uh, so I appreciate that. Um, and uh, as always, I want to thank all of our listeners. Uh, for those of you that have been listening since the beginning, thanks for coming back each and every episode. For those of you that may just be listening for the first time, feel free to check back some of our older episodes. You can go to our website, orangeandblacksoccercast.com. Uh, you can find links to all of our old episodes. You can also go there to find all the latest Orange County news. We provide links to all the the, the news sources, including Angels on Parade, which is part of SB Nation, angelsonparade.com. Uh, they've been covering Orange County uh, Soccer Club for quite a while now, and they're a great uh, resource for that news. Um, also, just want to let everyone know, see, we were testing out this live stream tonight. For those of you that are listening on the podcast, what we also did is we uh, – we did a live stream of this uh, on our website where you could actually listen to us live while we were recording. Uh, we had a few listeners on there throughout the night, so appreciate those listeners for coming on uh, and spending an hour and, and so with us, an hour and 15 minutes with us. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. The reason we are doing that is because next week we are facing Real Monarchs uh, at Championship Soccer Stadium, and we're going to be doing a pregame recording of our podcast, and we're going to do it live um, we're working out the final details with the club, but follow us on Twitter to um, get the final details of where we will be, where you can find us, and where you can hang out with us if you want to. Or you'll be able to stream it right on our website while you're heading up to the match. Um, if you want to listen to what we have to say, feel free to do so. So um, that's why we were doing a live uh, stream of it tonight and just wanted to make sure we had all the bugs worked out. You'll be able to find Dylan and myself 
uh, that night as we preview the match. And we'll, you know, recap the, the victory, hopefully, over Fresno. Although I don't think I was that uh, that uh, sure of it when I made my prediction. But uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, with that said, I want to thank each and every one of you once more. Uh, thank our guest one more time, Chris. Dylan, thanks for coming on as you do each and every week. And with that said, for the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, for Dylan, for Chris, I'm Ray, and we're out. Podcasts are a great way for your business to advertise to target audiences. And the Orange and Black Soccer Cast is looking for advertisers like you. If you're interested in advertising your business on our podcast, please email us at info at orangeandblacksoccercast.com. The Orange and Black Soccer Cast has joined forces with many other soccer podcasts, many of them focusing on the USL. We're now part of the Beautiful Game Network, bgn.fm.